to the Beer Healer Interviews. I am your host, Chris Lukinenko, and I scour this big brand land of ours, looking under fermenters and behind mash tuns to find the best beer stories to share with you. The Beer Healer Interviews is now available on all major podcast services. If you like the show and want to help out, can I ask you to simply rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast service. Just leave a few words and a rating and the podcast gods will do the rest. By doing this, you'll help others to discover the show more easily and hopefully get more people interested in this great industry that we call craft beer. This conversation started months ago at a Gabs Festival in Melbourne, right before I made a quick escape as the city went into its 50th lockdown. I met a bloke by the name of Nathan Munt, and he was peddling some pretty cool beers at his 3x3 in Jeff's shed. If I remember correctly, it might have been his barrel-aged Belgian triple that I tasted that day, which was delicious, and I made a mental note that I need to get him on the podcast. Fast forward six months or so, Melbourne is finally out of that lockdown and things are starting to race ahead. And that mental note has come back to the surface. It's been buried by many beers back at Gab's and many beers afterwards. And clearly I'd forgotten till I saw something pop up in my Insta feed to remind me about it. Seriously, I need a personal assistant to help me keep track of all these potential guests. But we're here now and I want to know more about Nathan's Brewery in the Victorian high country. Where the air is clean, the food is amazing and the people are welcoming. And of course, the beer is fresh. So welcome to the Beer Healer Interviews, King River Brewing's Nathan Munt. Thank you so much for having me. Great Pleasure, to be mate. here. Uh, it's great. Uh, and uh, as I said, it has taken me six months to sort yeah. this out because <laughs> I'm useless at this Beer Healer admin. It just, uh, I'm not good at it. But That's all good. I've got, I've got to say, if you've come come in and uh, your, your beer that you've brought, brought you here was the um, barrel-aged Belgian triple, it's probably the best beer that's come out of my brewery. It's my favourite beer. Um that is what we drank. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. There, there yeah. was um, there was only a a short run left, and I took it with me. And uh, I must have liked you um, to uh, <laughs> to share it with you. So maybe I've, maybe I sweet talked you into sharing some with me, perhaps somehow. Somehow, I don't know. I don't know. I've just <laughs> brewed uh, uh, an, uh, another batch of ten uh, percent triple and oh. put it into barrel uh, about two months ago. Yep. So there will be another uh, version of it coming, but uh, yeah, I've got to say nice. like, that was that was an experiment that was so good, so oh, good. worth it. Where are you um, sourcing your barrels from? Uh, so the barrels that I put this one into is from uh, a local winery, uh, so Darling okay. Estate. They, they're French barrels. Um, obviously, it's very very hard to get um, barrels that have had white wine in them before. And uh, been very persuasive and managed to get those from a local winemaker. So French oak, um, one or two year old barrels that have had um, basically like a, a, a semi chardonnay uh, in them uh, is what I've been using for for that. But I've also yep. got some other beers that are going on in um, whiskey barrels. Oh, nice, nice. How how does it go? Do you do you just pay for the barrels, or is it like some sort of contra thing? I give you some beer, you give me the barrel. What's what's the word? Is it or are they that hard to get? You've got to just pay through the nose for them. Yeah, it's. I don't know how it really works, to be honest, because I'm um, I'm not sure that John wanted to give me any barrels, and then he's given <laughs> them to me, and there's this open ended. Uh, I owe him, you know. So uh, uh, I feel I feel like um, John's got free beer for life very shortly. Um, from Dar- yeah. <laughs> yeah, or you've got Dar- to give him your first born in wedlock with yeah, his first yeah, born yeah. or something it's, like that. It's pretty much it. And, It'd be uh, worth it. 
Be worth it. That was a great beer. <laughs> sure about the first one. But yeah, yeah. Second it, one, yeah. maybe. Yeah, know. maybe, maybe. Um, she's doing well and, you know, she'd, she'd be a great worker at the winery. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, lucky, lucky. Because we, I, I asked for a long, long time uh, for other wineries in the region um, to specifically get these barrels. And I, I, I guess I worked um, much harder with John because I like what they did as a winery. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah. So anyway, I think I'm done now. He's given me what cool. he's got. That's it's not going to happen That's again. Because uh, you only have a couple of kids. You know, we, we joke, but yeah. you know, we're your, the beers that you <laughs> make, uh, you know, date back to hundreds of years in the European region and it probably wouldn't have been out of the ordinary to barter off your firstborn back in, I don't know, whatever these <laughs> beers have first good, been made. Oh, that's I'd an love interesting. To know if it actually happened. Well, that's true. I mean, we should all research this, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it, I, I'm not aware that that let's, is actually. Let's say happened. it doesn't happen today. Anyway, it doesn't I, happen today. I, I told I, you we uh, go off on a few tangents here and there, so let's let's bring it back in. I want to know because I've never been there, but tell me about the Victorian High Country. It sounds bloody beautiful. Jesus, you've never been to the Victorian High Country. I haven't. I haven't. Where are you living? I'm in Tasmania. It's a long way to get anywhere. It from is where not I a am. long way. I mean, it's just one mountain, you know. Just yeah, I know, to but see. Traveling further than ten minutes in Tasmania is a pain in the ass. Like for me to get to work, it's ten minutes. It's, if it's fifteen when it's traffic, I'm pissed off. So, <laughs> well, let, yeah. let's talk about it this way. The Victorian High Country is like the Tasmania of Victoria. Oh, right? nice. It, 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 yeah. It's it's kind of segregated. Um, we're all a little bit different and weird. Um, uh, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> It's really fresh. Um, it's beautiful, great natural country, and um, we tend to think of ourselves as like a little bit different um, than the city, you know. Yep. And so up there, we've got a really great, amazing, strong um, brewing culture. Um, Bridge Road being one of the pioneers, yep. Bright Brewery being there as well. Of um, Black Dog. Um, we run a thing called the High Country Brewery Trail. Um, that we're a part of, which um, showcases uh, seven high country brewers in our area. Um, and, yeah, I, I think what do you want to see from a naturally beautiful places like walking, pristine air, mountains, et cetera, like that's the high country. I don't know what yeah. else to say. Like, that's, great, yeah, well, that's, great that's beer Tassie, and, isn't it? Same sort of it stuff. Is. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I really yeah. feel like this is our Tassie of Victoria. Nice. So you're about you're about three hours northeast of Melbourne, or probably an hour and a half southwest of Albury Wodonga. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Could you have not picked maybe somewhere a little bit more central to start a bloody brewery and whack your life savings into it? Oh God, no. I mean, let's go as like ridiculously in the middle of nowhere as possible. I think is the the best thing to do. <laughs> Uh, and also, look, my my wife, um, where we put the brewery is where my wife grew up. It's an old tobacco yep. farm and um, whatnot. But really, uh, I I love the country. I love um, walking. I love nature uh, uh, and those things. And um, it was very quick and simple um, when it became an opportunity to start yep. a brewery there to go, all right, I'm not going to do it in Melbourne. I'd like to do it here. Here is the right place because yep. it's just so beautiful. So, yeah, you're right. It's in the middle of nowhere, but also when you get there, that's how you'll feel. You're in the middle of nowhere drinking great beer. Ha, just lovely. relaxed. 
you know? Yeah, like, lovely, lovely. Sorry to interrupt, just a couple of things you can do if you want to help spread this craft beer gospel. First up, Apple Podcasts. If you've got it on your phone, find the Beer Healer interviews, scroll all the way down to the bottom, rate, review, subscribe. That's the best thing you can do to help me out. Other than that, whatever podcast player you listen to this on, follow me or subscribe to me on that one. And then also find me on Instagram and follow me there. Thanks for your help. You mentioned that you love the outdoors and all that sort of stuff. You obviously love beer to uh, go real all in on this thing. Where where did the love of beer come from? Was it passed down through through your dad, or was it like you was a teenager oh, doing homebrew? Or it's a great question. I don't think um, the love of beer came from anybody um, except for myself. Or well, the love of alcohol or uh, good things that may maybe come through the family. But realistically, um, I found beer when I found Belgian beer. Okay. And um, that was uh, maybe the early 2000s. And I'm like, shit, this isn't beer. You know, like when we were at school, what we would do is find a six-pack of VB or whatever it was, Foster's. I Hard even ice. think. Yes, you know, like I don't <laughs> even think Han Ice was around when I was drinking um, back then. And that's what you'd drink. And then uh, we'd go out have dinner and whatever. And the the first beer that I ever had that I went – this is interesting, with Chimay Blue. Ah. And I went from Chimay Blue into um, Unibrew uh, Terrible, uh, into um, uh, into other Belgian beers, and that's really what set me off onto a path of, like, wanting to brew beer is, like, going, well, why are there not more amazing Belgian, German-style beers in this yep. country? I mean... This stuff is amazing. Why the hell are we drinking Carlton Draft? Like that's the offering, yeah. You know, and that's um, that's what happened. Did you, from, you know, maybe want to go a little bit further and head back over to the the homeland and start to really, you know, experience it at the source? Oh yeah, I went to the source. Yeah, we've we've been to the source and um, we loved it over there. Um, it was only a short trip um, uh, as a as a tourist. But yeah, absolutely. And I think <clears throat> the first thing that wine tells you is about terroir, right? Yep. And um, terroir uh, so important, not only just for the grapes and the, and the growth of the fruit, and also the seasons. Um, but what you're able to get out of um, a product. And to me, it was so shocking that I could have such a great beer um, that wasn't specifically from Belgium. That was the Munibrow Terrible that was from Canada. That's what made me go, I want to know more about it, you know, and so that's what really started me brewing. Where so where did you find information on that stuff back in the early 2000s? Because the internet was, it was happening, but oh. it probably wasn't as prolific as it is yeah, now. Yeah, no. Well, I, I don't think I found so much information. on Like now, now it would be a lot different. But uh, Piece of piss, oh. really, these days. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it is for information. But yeah. you know what, you know, the um, – you know, you can have all the information in the world and you can still fuck shit up. You know, hey, so that's you, me. That is me <laughs> with my brewing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can still make it bad. So now the um the reality is that if you understand what's happening now, like within your brew cycle, you can make really great beer. So it's more, I think, an identification of who you are as opposed to making good beer, if that makes sense. Yep. 10, 15, yep. 20 years ago, it was more about can you make good beer? Now it's about 
what identifies you as your brewery, right? And so, yeah. yeah. So oh. we are, I identify, yeah, so to make Chimay or to make Unibrow terrible, whatever, what, what changed my mind about going, hang on a second, I like and somewhat understand beer was the fact that I had this Canadian beer that was so Belgian. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and then since then, I've gone, hang on a second. Well, why don't I just make beer that I love? It doesn't need to be Belgian, German, whatever. It just needs to be exactly how I'd like it to be. Yep. And that's where, where I've come from. Yeah. That's what and- I make. How did you hone your skills? Did you go straight from that into the homebrew kit? Or? Oh no! Yeah. Oh well. <clears throat> well, the original, the original yeah. uh, sessions would uh, into homebrew, and I wouldn't say I went straight into it. <laughs> I love beer. Um, used to spend a lot of money on beer and wine and and whatnot. And um, my brother-in-law had a beer kit, sat in my garage for like six, seven, eight years. I don't know. <laughs> and um, then one day I went, "Hang on a second, I'm upset. I just had this beer." I want to try to make a beer. I made a beer. It was fucking terrible language. Sorry. Yeah, right, mate. And um, and then from there, I started looking at it a bit more scientifically, so I could make a better beer. My friend made a beer at the same time, just like extract kit, and it was pretty good. And I'm like, Jesus, what's going on here? And that that's what really sparked interest, you know. And so, was there anybody in Australia making those styles mm-hmm. of beers? Uh, to the to the level that you'd you know taste these imports. Well, I guess it's hard, isn't it? Like, yeah. um, were they accessible? No, there was yep. nothing accessible that um, was making beer to this sort of style. Um, I guess White Rabbit would would have been the closest. I was, I was just going to say White <laughs> Rabbit built, bought out a Belgian pale ale. I'm going to say somewhere around about 2012, maybe or something like that, perhaps. Yeah, and that'd I, be just after I was. Trying to do stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah. I remember that was kind of like groundbreaking because I was, I was working oh. with them at the time and I was like, oh, what the hell is this? This is not what I was expecting. And I know when I was getting samples in and sharing them with our sales team and that sort of thing, like the initial reaction was, what the hell is this? Because it was yeah. such a, a different move away <clears throat> from was anything that the within wit? our stable. Was that the wit? No, no, no. They actually bought out a Belgian pale ale, which was after mm. what? So you had White Rabbit Dark, White Rabbit White, and then a Belgian Pale Ale sometime after that. Yeah, and right. I don't even think they make it anymore. I think they've moved in other directions. But I remember that's funny. That is literally the um, the trajectory. If you know what I mean, like yeah. things weren't happening, and then things started happening um, uh, in terms of like that European ale thing, and then it just dropped off the radar. So White Rabbit was doing a really, really great job, and um, uh, and and probably still does. But nothing happened there, you know. It, it all became like either large breweries were doing great European-style beers or everyone was doing West Coast IPAs. It happened yep. really, really quickly. Yep. So, yeah, so I'm really proud to be just doing what we're doing. I know I've just totally changed the um, the, uh, the conversation there. Didn't mean nah, to. but I love it. That's fine. <laughs> Go yeah, through but, your life. <laughs> no, but that's just, you know, and, um, yeah, and, and here we are. Like I'm – doing this German, European-style thing that I just don't think exists currently, like in the beer world. Yep. 
So what about uh, when it came time to, you obviously said you've got the old tobacco farm, which was, was where your wife grew up and you had to do a kit. So where do you source your kit from? Have you got a brand new or do you do one of the old, you know, I've got the old milk milk uh, vats oh, no. and converted it? Or? <laughs> yeah, no. I was never going to go milk vats. We had to get um kit that was going to work. Uh, I think so – so um, James Booth, who runs uh, Black Dog Brewing, yep, um, is just a legend and such a beautiful person. And I spoke to him uh, a lot before we got started. And one of the things that he said to me really resonated, which was, you know, you buy something to do a job. Yep. Right? If you don't buy it to do the job, you're going to always be fucking around with it, you know. <clears throat> so I took I took that on board and. All right, so, yeah, <clears throat> we went to China. Um, we got a whole bunch of quotes, whatever. Um, we're still using the original kit too. It's done a really, really good job. We, we make some really good beer. Um, uh, but I bought it to be perfect, if you know what I mean. So I got yeah. three-vessel system and, um, yeah, I don't know how you choose the right person. And I think it's even more dodgy to, like, go to China now than it was back then. <laughs> you know, like because it's more companies if you know like yeah. there's, there's 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 less certainty um but at the same time the stainless well like what you really want is like great welded stainless and anything um that is uh engineering or manufacturing you can get done here mm-hmm. if you know what i mean um yep. anyway so the, the equipment's been great we make really great beer. Um, I'm really happy. I feel like we were lucky as well. I've heard some really crap stories um, over the last few years, and I just wonder how we lucked into like getting good kit. But it's it's great. So how do you choose that? Well, I went to China. I had a look at what they built for me before I paid them. Yep. Um, I don't think that's possible now because of COVID. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I guess you've got to, you've got to make sure that you're okay with what's happening. Yep. And so in terms of you bring the kit back out in a container, I assume from, from China, was <clears> it, <throat> was it you setting it up yourself or did they send someone out to set it up? How did that <clears throat> work? Yeah, no, we paid, we paid for, um, two weeks worth of setup. Yep. Um, from a guy from the manufacturer. So we assisted with that. Um, he, he was a gun. He, he got it all done. <laughs> oh, he got it all done in three days. Ah. And, um, he's like, I go home now. And I said, no, you're not. Um, that's not <laughs> happening. Um, until I have a ferment. Yep. Not happening. That's, that's what I paid for. I want everything to work. Um, we became really close with him. Like, you know, we spent a few weeks with him and, um, it was really, really nice. And, uh, everything was done really, really well. He welded stuff. He taught our, um, he taught Wally, my father-in-law, how to uh, weld stainless, and had a really good time. And yeah, um, everything got set up. Everything went well, and then he went back. But yeah, the um, the the cost was obviously a lot more. Yeah, for bring bring someone in. Yep. Um, but I think you always need to like if you bring someone in from the states, you buy wherever you're buying stuff, something from. You need the professional that's been part of it. Yep. You know, yep. I think. And so what what exactly is your brewery? Is it is it an old farmhouse or like <clears> an old shed on the on the old tobacco farm or 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, yeah, it's um, well, the brewery itself is uh, put into one of the old tobacco grading sheds. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a three-vessel brew house. Um, it's uh, fairly modern. We've got um, the tap room is actually inside one of the old tobacco um, drying sheds. So oh, we've yeah. got a tap, tap room pizza house uh, inside that um, and then a huge garden. And, oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, it, it's a pretty pretty peaceful place, to be honest. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And we mentioned this is where your wife grew up. Her, her name's Brianna, for those that don't know. Um, does she enjoy beer now? Did she enjoy beer <laughs> back when you started discovering it? How, how's she about it's the whole funny, beer isn't thing? It? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't think she enjoyed beer that much um, way back when. But like her favorite beer now, like she, triple, you know, or what? She's golden. St- oh no, really? she like <laughs> has to be amazing beer. Well, when we went to Belgium, like as part of our whole thing, like the only she, thing she would drink was Delirium Germans, um, or um, uh, what was the other one? West Coast Cooler. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, big. <clears throat> Big fan of it. She's um, she's a big pan in the ass, to be honest, because <laughs> God love her. <laughs> she, <clears throat> she loves really great beer, but she's also very um, opinionated on on you know on beer, you know. So um, yeah, her her favorite. Is she like your punter's palate? I spoke to someone else recently. I forget who it was. It might have been Black Arts, and they he he said his wife was his punter's palate. So often the brewers will get caught up in their own amazing world, and then. The everyday person was his wife who gave him some real feedback. Oh, man. Nah, I've got I got Jack at the brewery for that. Um, <laughs> he's really um, uh, real. He'll tell me straight away. So uh, Jack um, uh, was part of the tap room for quite a while. He's now my apprentice in the brewery. Yep. But he, he holds no punches. He's just honest as hell. Brianna... Uh, she will go. She will like whatever she likes and dislike whatever she doesn't like, but with no, not so much as a. Um, this is why. Like, there's no curation. If you know what I mean. Yep. Whereas, yeah. Uh, yeah so Jack's my punter's palate. I go, Jack. We have got twelve taps now. What are we doing? I want this. I want that. And he'll say, Well, I think blah. And I, we we fisty cuff it out. I fisty covered out with Jack. Brianna nice. is like, I need it clean. I need it whatever. I want kosh. <laughs> I, need, I want hops. I want Belgian pack. I want, she's very um, succinct. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole time you guys were setting up this brewery, I, I believe you still had your day jobs down in, in Melbourne. Is, is that, oh, you still have your day jobs in Melbourne and you've got mm. the brewery three hours away. Mm. It's, how the hell do you do Because you've also got, Obviously, you and the wife, and you've got two kids. How? What advice do you have to someone who's going to follow in your footsteps? And how do you oh, stay don't be stupid? Don't yeah, well, be stupid. well, that's sort of the thing. How do you? How do you fit this all into a normal week? <clears throat> well, the reality is, up until now, the brewery has been like twenty percent of the week. If you know what I mean, like we we run weekends for the tap room, and I've yep. been out of brew um, uh, not so much. But it, it is it is literally um, um, it's gone nuts. Right now, I'm in a very different position, uh, one that I'm not 
really willing to talk about. Um, but my advice would be have enough money to start the business <laughs> yep. without having to um, hold on to another business. But um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we don't do a bad job, you know, like uh, our family's okay. Um, we've got some good people in there. If you can hire people that would be able to do it, then it makes it different. And we haven't been able to do that for three years. Right. So, yep. and now we're almost there. Like I feel right now, like today specifically, we are in the best position we've been in since we started. Oh, great. Great. It's really, yeah, we've just hired a new person to help and operate our tack room experience. And, um, uh, and, uh, Jack, who's now working, uh, as, uh, my apprentice in the brewery understands and loves beer and understands quality. Yep. Um, things, uh, have become a, a lot better, a lot, uh, I'm not going to say easier. It's just better. Like yep. now we can talk to each other, um, in a way that the business can grow. Whereas before it's just, it was really hard to yep. run everything. Do you do you see a day in the not too distant future where you can leave that job and and be at King River full time? Yeah, for sure. Um, I could probably do it now, but I'd rather set the King River Brewing up that it can run itself. Okay, and not not yep. have to leave the job. And at the time that I can do that, I won't need the job anyway, so I'll leave it. <laughs> if you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um, that's really what I want. That's that's what I really want it to be like. So I don't need to be there, but I want to be there and let's do other things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what is your actual day job these days? Well, I, I work. Um, I work for Hansa Bank, uh, doing reporting stuff. How good is banking? <laughs> I came it's, from banking originally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't talk. I can't talk uh, uh, for that um, on uh, on the internet. No, but yeah, I can talk uh, to you. I can talk to you a lot about it outside. Yeah, I don't, of, I don't uh, want to talk about it because I lived it for ten years myself. So I'm, uh, I'm happy to leave that behind because beer is way more interesting. So yeah, yeah. Let's, oh, shit. Let's- I, I could say more about beer. Without, <laughs> you can without you the can. bank on my head. Let's talk about the beers because right. um, beers, obviously, Euro-influenced is probably the best way to describe them, would you say, or is it specifically yeah. German and Belgian? A bit well, of everything. I say, I say German and Belgian, but, like, it, it's Euro-influenced. Um, the new beers that are coming out are going to be uh, Czech pills. And um, because, because I've got um, – because uh, I pay, like, $1 million for uh, yeast to come in, I'm doing an imp- I'm doing an imperial version of uh, Czech pills as well, yep, so I'm yep. really excited about what I say like late spring release. Uh, what yep. what we're making at the moment. So, I am just in love with clear beer right now. I I don't know what it is, but oh. I'm just craving clear beer and some pilsners I've had recently. I had uh, I don't know if you picked up Marzen's uh, from Hawker's his Boho Pilsner. Oh, I haven't had his beer, yeah, haven't I? Yeah. Just delightfully clear, and I was just yeah. getting so excited about having clear beer after having all yeah. this hazies come through. I don't know yeah. what it is, but I just love it. So I hope yours well, is going to be as clear. Oh, yeah, it will clearer. be. No, it will be. Uh, you'll, fuck it. you'll love it. So this is what we do, right? This is literally what we do. 
And um, uh, what's coming down the, the, the pipeline, however you want to call it, is um, uh, beautiful check pills, uh, which I call Pivo. It's, uh, it's not the first iteration. Uh, yep. Pivo means beer. Yes, Jack, I'm, right? I'm Ukrainian. We, we use the same there word. Yep, in, there you yep. go. So I've got Pivo coming. I've got beer coming. Um, and then I have Chisuski, uh, Chisuski um, uh, Pivo, which is like Imperial. Oh, yeah, okay. So a seven and a half percent um, version of the same thing, um, and then I have the Martin, the Maybach. I've got a barrel aged Maybach coming as well out of whiskey barrel. Um, all sorts of great lagers, right? Yep. This is the thing. Like what I was really keen on doing, like in the last couple of months, is going. All right, let's make lager cool again, right? Here's a fucking like barrel aged. If you know what I mean, here's a barrel aged one. Here's a beautiful, but they're all going to be clean and beautiful. If you know what I mean, like that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's the it. thing about lager, right? That's the thing about a good, clean beer is the purity of the beer, right? The yep. the, the, the lack of um, uh, uh, quantities of shit that you don't like in it has to be missing. And so, yeah, here you go. You're about to get like five beers from us that are like that, but also imperial like that, and then like whiskey like that, and then, yeah. Oh, beautiful. So some of the beers that you make obviously would be a little bit challenging for some people who are maybe, you know, early on in their in their drinking journey. So, But what is the most popular beer running through your taps? Oh, Kolsch for sure. Kolsch, okay. 100%, yeah, yeah. 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 We make How do you a really feel good about Gorsh? the Kolsch because I've often find it's it's often maligned the old Kolsch and I I don't I'm not okay with that because I think yeah. every every beer has its place. Yeah, yeah, I think Kolsch is often maligned because it's fucking made terribly, you know. And um, sometimes maybe, maybe Furphy's got a bit to do with that. No, I don't think so. No? I don't think people think that that Furphy's Kolsch. Furphy really might say that Furphy might say that it's Kolsch, but I don't think people really think. Surface no, Kolsch. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, um, people make a Kolsch. They either do two things. Um, they overheat it so it uh, ferments out and you get too much flavour from the yeast, or they don't use Kolsch yeast and they go USO5 and they make an American pale lager yep. or an American pale ale, whatever. Yeah. So that's how I feel like. Kolsch is, and that's where the maligned of Kolsch is, or or you just don't like, it, go away. But Kolsch, I have been serving Kolsch to people that were just after a VB in my yep. tap room since 2016, right? Yep. And, and um, it works, doesn't it? It more than works, you know. Yeah. They're like, fuck, that's a good beer. It's tasty somehow, you know. And um, <laughs> no, really, Funny, you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 and it works. It really does, and it has for. Over five years, you know, when I first released it, when we first opened the brewery, I was really concerned that uh, I was being a little bit weird home brew and whatever. I think our um, our initial tap list was Kolsch, Alt Beer, Sour Porter, and Belgian Triple. Oh. Right? Four beers. And, and an American IPA in there somewhere, I believe? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that is <laughs> true. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, one, 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 one American IPA. <laughs> um, which we only had three kegs of. That was the first brew that actually came out of the brew house. Yeah. Um, so we had six taps and 
that's fire. Then what was on the six tap? Maybe we didn't even have the six tap on the go. Anyway, the Kolsch was um, uh, the easiest sell. Everyone to drink it. People come yep. in. I only drink bang, 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 bang. Oh, I'll drink it. And ever since then, I've just kept making it, you know, like, and it's just got well. better. Yeah, so nice. it's got better and better and better. Like I, what I'd like to do is been like champion Kolsch for Australia. Oh, That's right. I like that. I need I like to that. be there because I reckon like we, we don't filter. That's the only problem, right? We have no clarity. Uh, I don't have a Kolsch here, but I'd show you one next time. But I guarantee you that me and whoever else makes good Kolsch in the country would be fighting off against each other. It is the best Kolsch in the country. Mm, I like that. We need to bring bring back the Kolsch love, I reckon. I do like a Kolsch. Just easy to oh, drink. I've got to it. send you some because ours is the best. Uh, yeah. with that, hands down, ours is the best. I hear Zierholz does a good one, um, but I've not heard outside of that. Um, slow Lane. Um, Crofty tells me it's good. Yep, yep. I um, do some good beers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I'd like, I'd yeah. like to, I'd like to go fist to fist. Here's good kosh, you know, because I the coshes that I've drunk in Australia that are outside of what we do have been shit American parallels. So I want good kosh. Bring it on, bring it on. Well, there, there is so much history in the beer styles that, that you're brewing. Are you are you actively spruiking that with your punters, having these conversations, or are you oh, letting yeah. them find out themselves? How much? How important oh, is education no. for you? Well, I love history. I love oh, education. I'm a big history nerd. I'm a massive history nerd. So um, yeah, I talk like about my stuff. Wife. Yeah. She loves a bit of history. She, she, all she wants to do is for us to go on holiday in Europe. Every holiday. Yeah. Let's go to Europe. Let's go to, let's go to here because she wants to see uh, castles and, and this. And we're, you know. It's I'm, not about I'm, castles. It's, it's political and there's other things, you know, you can talk about. So, you know, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so you do have those conversations. You, do you Are you one of those guys that sort of bails up a, a person who asks a very simple question at the bar and you're no. there 30 minutes later? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, no, no. I used to be. I used to be. Did you? But that's why I married well. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I've been told how to not do that anymore. <laughs> how to pull it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, pull it back, pull it back. <laughs> but I do love a conversation. I do love to talk about things. Um, uh, the culture is the bestseller because it, it, it hits everyone's target, no matter who you are, yeah. um, and it's so well made that it's, it's perfect. The history of it as well is, becomes another conversation. Um, but then the history of um, beer itself is also its own conversation. Uh, the history of why we make things at all, like even if it's bread, like they can become their own conversation. So, yeah, I don't diatribe people uh, on a general basis, but I can accidentally. Which of, <laughs> which of your beers have surprised you in how popular they've been? As in, like, has there been one that was sort of a bit left of centre, a bit, you know, maybe it might be the Belgian triple or whatever, and but people just, like, bloody loved it and you weren't quite sure they would? Yeah, there is. Uh, oh, I did a – yes, there's a, there's a couple of beers that have done that to me. Um, the most recent one is um, the Mixed Methods, which is, like, half wine, half beer. Oh, yeah, I saw and, that today, yeah. Yeah, well, that fucking – there's none of that left. <laughs> so it was obviously popular. That <laughs> yeah, was quite popular. Um, absolutely. 
Um, <laughs> but the fig porter really blew me away how much people loved it. It was uh, it's just a simple beer. I use the figs that we've got, and every time I make it, we run out. And all I yep. get, like I get Facebook messages and this and whatever, and they're like, oh, I'd just like to order a case of fig porter. Is there any left? And I'm like, no, we've been out for six months. And, you know, <laughs> and we've, those, got a web, we've got a web shop. Off, so. Those figs are off your farm too, aren't they? Is that right? Yeah, they are. They are. Nice. Yeah, they're I've had a couple front. of fig porters in the past. I, I never sort of thought they would be like this – Cult following kind of thing, but I, I do love the fact that you've been able to use your own your own figs. Are there other other ingredients on the farm that you pull into your beers? Nah, nah, just definitely those, not. Just the figs, yeah, just those at the moment. Um, it was more. Uh, this is uh, regularly available. Yeah, I love that. Let's use it, and um, and that's worked really well. And uh, we got a full fruit orchard out the back, um, but Ooh. it's not. The same, you know, like it, fruit sours. That's but that's where my mind goes straight yep. away. All right, yep. all right, fruit sours, figs, dark beer. That's where my mind went straight away. So that's yeah. that's what I did. I like that. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it'll never change. So I think Wally's not been able to make fig jam for four years now. And um, right, Wally. Oh, he does a good job. Tell him to go buy a jar from the local well, store. Well, he makes the jars. He makes the jars, you know. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't uh, change what we do. I think Fig Porter, if we're going to say the beer that, um, what do you say? Surprised you? Yeah, has to be because I went, yeah. that's a good idea. Let's do that. And it always sells out before I've even like made it. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, I noticed you also uh, produced a table beer. The table beer has really intrigued me because there's been a few in the in the Aussie market of late. Uh, yourself, Wildflower, Slow Lane, um, Will Tatchlet, Van Diemen. Um, do you think that that style is going to take off? Because it's not quite a light beer, but not quite a mystery. That's somewhere in the middle there, around the two eight, two nine percent sort of thing. Well, I think it should take off because um, what it is is it's a beer um, for people to drink at, at table. Like that's the yeah. whole purpose of it, right? Um, uh, I'm really passionate about this. It's funny that you bring that up oh, because good. Go, I, I'm, run with it. I am so passionate about um, this style of beer because it is. Here is what is you should have at table with a. Anything. You're having dumplings, table beer. You're at um, at home having a chat with um, your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever it might be, table beer. Here is a beer that should just be prolific across the country, you know. It doesn't exist in Australia. It doesn't exist in Australia. But here you are, like flavors and combinations and like uh, simplification of sour um, is table beer. I'm, I'm big on it. So what should it be? It should be fucking everywhere. And, yeah, Wildflower do a good job because they do a whole blend and, and, and whatnot, but it doesn't need to be that complex either. You can have great table beer. You can have good table beer. You can have interesting table beer. What, what do you like? Well, it should, be, it should be in the marketplace at the same as table wine. That's the whole point of it, right? Yep. And you yeah. use the Philly sour yeast in that one, don't you? It, well, I did this time. Oh, just will, this time, is it? Yeah. 
but I will the next time too. And then the time after that, I'll probably use uh, another kettle sour. But yeah, the the whole point of it is is um, uh, for me for the for the flavor from the table beer is the um, the next flavor, like the um, so oh. I'll, I will then ferment it out with a saison yeast, for example. So what? if you have my current ta- table beer, yeah, yeah, Philly is gone and done sour and bit of fermentation, and then I go saison the fuck out of it. Yep, bang. And so if you taste my table beer, you'll get this beautiful orange and um, uh, um, clove characteristic that's actually come out of the second ferment. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, and that's what ta- – anyway, simple, low alcohol, beautiful, easy, don't have to think about it, by the, by the glass, you know. You should be pouring it out of a bottle by the glass. And back in the day, they let the kids drink it, of course. <laughs> so well, back in the I'm old country. Sure I, I'm not sure I can say that. You might no, be able no. to. Well, that is the history of it. That's because I've read yeah, a bit you, about you, it. You might be able to say that. I, I, I I'm, not, I'm not saying we should have that, but back in the day. Like, that's I, said, I, like I said, you might be able to say that. <laughs> that is beer healer only. That is not King River's position on that. But Dang, yeah. Yeah, so table, No, I'm big on table beer. And you, oh, I'm with um, you. I'm absolutely with you. I think they are fantastic. I love lower strength beers that you can drink through the day, whether they be those or, you know, Gozes or, or well, whatever. There's more, there's more coming from that. I'm, I'm, I'm super. There should I'm be more super, of them. Yeah, I'm super big on it. So I'm, you, you, I'm actually bigger be, on them than I would be on going zero alcohol beers. I don't even, I, you know, I'm you the know, same. You, yeah. you want to fucking – you can have a, a soda water whatever, or a cordial or, or this yep. or that, whatever. Not a problem. You want a beer, you have a beer. You know, you you two point eight percent. You know, like our table beer froze our lines on the um, tap system. Because oh, there wasn't enough game. alcohol in it. To- yeah, yeah, because there was ah. alcohol in it. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And that's that's how you know it's a yeah. pretty easy drinking that's beer. Good. So at that point, that's beer. You know, the the tap lines. That's beer. Yep. And if you want something that's not beer, then you choose the outside of that. Oh, look, I'm playing around with low alcohol. Uh, uh, slash zero alcohol beers at the moment. Um, yep. I'm not a huge fan of what I'm playing with, but it, it could also be because I'm don't like how it's working for me. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I believe there's a there's a place for those things, but there's been a place for those things for fucking forever, right? Yeah. yeah. So you go to the supermarket, you can buy zero alcohol beer, you buy zero alcohol. Like, you know, like fake wine or fake yep. champagne or whatever. Yeah. They've always been existent. They've always been extant, however you want to say it. Hey, uh, so we're, we're talking about, you know, some pretty fancy sort of beers, some great stuff. How did it go just this, I think it was this month, you took some of your beers to the Coburg RSL, which um, oh, my, yeah. my, uh, my cousin lives sort of in the area. And I know it's oh, really? fairly, fairly working class sort of in and around there, him and his mates of, you know, a lot of tradies and stuff. How did they react to these, you know, strange beers coming into their uh, RSL? Oh, mate, they were fantastic. How like, good's that? It's, oh, it was. It, I was amazed, honestly, and the um, the it, it was almost like a welcoming. Like, <laughs> well, I oh, I love more it. of this, please. I can't wait till we get open. Uh, we're gonna get kegs in. Like, it was just, yeah, it was beautiful. I um. I didn't expect it at all. 
COVID RSLs on my like number one list of you guys are fucking amazing because uh, <laughs> well it is, like the, on on like my last house before I moved to King Valley was in Preston. I understand yep. northern suburbs. Like yeah, yeah uh, it was weird and beautiful. I love it. I weird just love it. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, do you have any plans to go further with this thing and maybe sort of head into the spontaneous ferments and funky beers and things oh, like yes. that? Yes, yes. Oh, you do? Yes. Tell me about that. I want to know. Oh, I'm not sure I'm allowed. Oh, um, oh no. Did I, did I stumble upon a scoop? No, no. <laughs> we did, there's a bit of a space issue. Oh. But yeah, we're so we're loosely starting the barrel program just with um um aging. Yep. But yeah, where we really belong as what I believe in in terms of like my Belgian and it's it's going hand in hand with the whole farmhouse thing you set up and yeah. your and your location it, the it environment. Has, it, you, yeah, it, it has to happen. It has you, to happen. You, so, but we need to build a new spot for it because there's no way okay. that. That shit's happening anywhere near my current clean, clean beers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? You can't ref- we, risk them being infected. No, that's right. We make amazingly good clean beers. Um, I'm so proud of um, what we've got to today. Um, and I, anybody that listens to your podcast, I just if I could send them a beer and go try this, like I'd do it with any of my beers. Um, the whole barrel aging process is our evolution yep. and needs to happen, but it can't happen within that cleanliness of what yeah. we do. So, yeah, so there's – it's um, – how do you say it? Like it's in the works. Yeah. who who's, yeah. Uh, Whose brain are you picking around the country in terms of like – the spontaneous ferments and all those sort of farmhousey ales. Who are you? Who oh, are you no, nobody, nobody's at the moment. But no, nope, there's, there's, pe- there's, there's people that I like that I'll, I'll speak to. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. It seems like there's a bit of a brethren there in terms of those beers that uh, they're only too happy to help and um, yeah. share ideas. Because what it, what it is is they they might give you their secret to what they do, but you can try and recreate exactly what they do, but on well, your land and be completely different, which is what I love about it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the guy that I want to speak to is um, Aaron um, Marmberg from um, uh, down in Hillsville. Um, okay. I don't, I, I yeah. don't know who that is, but I believe you. Yeah, um, ex-White Rabbit. Um, who are they? Anyway, that's who I'd like to speak to. And also <laughs> Crof, Crofty has um, uh, put me on to Slowland. Uh, oh, doing yes, am- beautiful, yep. Doing an amazing fucking job there. And they're 100% like he sent me the beer list and I could have like put their beer list on top of my beer list and was the oh, fucking really? same. Oh, like 100%. I'm like, these guys, I love them already. So anyway, look, these are, <laughs> these are things that um, uh, need to be fleshed out a little bit. Oh, I think uh, I know who you're talking about now. Is it Watts River Brewing? Yeah, Watts, that's it. Aaron Marsberg at Watts, yeah. Nice, nice. Just a quick bit of Googling on the, on the side there. Uh, okay, so, well, that's good. That's not that's not too far from you, is it really, when you – No, no, it's on the way down to Melbourne, like yeah. on the way Beautiful. through. Beautiful. 
Oh, but that's that's exciting. I mean, that's the that's the stuff that I I really love because I don't really understand all the funky ferments and that sort of thing and the time in barrel and the magic that happens with those little yeasties and the cool ships and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but I I um I do enjoy my chats with with my mate Will Tatchell when he explains to me how the weather patterns change and bring in new yeasties and all this sort of stuff. It's just amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah. I love it. That's, I, it's I life, right? Life is a fucking complex base. <laughs> it is. And that's yeah. just part of it. That's just part of it. Yeah. Well, mate, you've been through uh, – have you been through one or two bushfires up your way? Uh, one bushfire. One bushfire, one pandemic, two two parts – Friggin' yeah. lockdowns, that sort of thing. You've had a you've had a fair bit to contend with over the, the past sort of five years. Yeah, or so. it's been a it's been a really shit time. Um, yeah, so bushfires came in. Um, then we had the bushfire recovery. You know, uh, we got a bit of help there. Um, uh, had some really good help from Post Town in Melbourne to like help us through the fact that we were destitute, I guess. And um, and then that turned into COVID. Like it literally went from that into COVID. So, yeah, it's been weird. And then we're all been screwed, you yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> so so um, we always talk about the uh, the COVID pivot. What did you pivot? Well, How did you well, pivot? I, st- I started the online store. We already had our, our, our membership going on and our membership's been really strong. And, nice. And that, yeah, it's been helpful. But it's, um, I don't know, it's... Yeah, that was a pivot online, I guess. But yep. realistically, we went, fuck, what do we do? You know, like it's really about the tap room, uh, about yeah. our home and um, uh, and in, uh, the people that we employ and all that. Like, yeah, so we um, we did that as best we did. We, we ran takeaway pizzas every time we were allowed to be open at a major loss, but we employed people, you know. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know what to say about it. It's been a really weird. T- what do you do as like a as yeah. a business owner where you um you 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 love your people, mm-hmm. and that's all we've done. Like, let's survive a little bit. You know, yep. can we survive a little bit? And you know, and um that's that's pretty much what we've done. And we, we've definitely sold a lot more beer wholesale because we didn't actually have the channel before. But it's just been. It certainly sounds like from what I heard on the news tonight that. Victoria in general is just racing ahead in terms of trying to recover from this thing. So hopefully, there are brighter days ahead up in the up in the high country, which uh, I'm going no to doubt. get to. I'm adding you to my list of breweries I've got to visit. I um, I've been. Oh, you uh, oh we've got God, some, I've got, got so many on my list for the last eighteen months where I have well, not been able to travel. We've got some big shit on the way, right? So if there's one thing that I'd say about our brewery is uh, and what I do is that I always go like slowly, slowly punch. So there's a there's a couple of big punches. Uh, the uh, Imperial Pilsner um, uh, for summer, I think, should be an incredible beer. Uh, and also our barrel aged beers will be ready in December. Lovely stuff. Uh, so Lovely yeah, stuff. Yeah, we got ten percent, ten percent barrel aged triple. You know how you said you had the barrel aged triple. Yep. Well, the new one's coming out in Isn't December, better? and nice. it's going to be in a, in a seven fifty ml bottle instead of a three thirty. Oh yeah, uh, nice. And also a whiskey, um, so a Tasmanian whiskey. Oh, so from Nant. Nant, yes, yes, yes. You know Nant, stuff. yes, yep. yes. Was we actually sold a whole bunch of Nant whiskey? I took the barrels and then I put beer oh, yeah. into it. Yeah, nice. Um, that'll be out in uh, December as well. So I got some oh, stupid, up. stupid, nice stuff. 
that well, probably should be winter beer available around ah, December. Any time around, I don't care. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I um, I I need to I need to get up in that way. I'm going, I'm going to start making good on these promises to come and visit some breweries because I'm actually. Uh, wife and I, we're going direct from Hobart to WA uh, in late November and I uh, chatted with the guys from uh, Shelter and Rocky Ridge because I'm going to be in Boston for a couple of nights to go and visit oh, them. Yeah, so nice. at least I'll <laughs> knock it off too because I've got so yeah. many more for the last 18 months to go and see. Oh, it's just ridiculous. So much good beer being make, made well, around this you're country. You're more than welcome when you get there. I'm going to have to uh, come come. And remember, way. the high country's got like Bridge Road, Bright and us. Yeah. And yeah. Black Dog. So it'd be Happy stupid days. not to drop. Happy drive. days. Happy days. I just need to get myself a designated driver, don't I? Not really. Well, you're going to drive me through, are you? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I can't drink. I just tell people about being, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. Unless you finish off at the brewery, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Well, Nathan, it's been great chatting with you tonight, mate. Um, yeah, I'm so glad we got to have this chat finally after all that time. Cause, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. No, nah, mate, it's me. Life's, I'm hopeless with this thing. Life's never simple, you know. No, nah, no, nah, but I'm glad we had our chat because it sounds like you're doing some great stuff. And uh, obviously we'll leave a link in the show notes to how to get hold of your beers online through the online shop. So I did notice oh, yeah, today there was some uh, great stuff available there so you can um, jump online and uh, Nathan look after you. So, mate. As always, cheers to great beers. Yeah, cheers to great beers. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have an interesting beer story and want to be a guest on the Beer Healer interviews, send me a message via my Facebook page. And once again, if you want to help out the show, a simple rate and review on Apple Podcasts or a follow, like or share on any other podcast service will do the trick. I'll catch you soon.